What up, Bucks fans? We are back. It is Monday. That means it's a real Bucks talk live stream. I'm your host, Michael Plus. Joining as always, my co-host, Mark Ramirez. And we got another special guest here joining us tonight. Uh, we got the CEO of Symbol. Uh, I'm sure you guys have seen it. We've been advertising it. Uh, this is uh, Kenneth Guy Giles. Giles. I got, yeah, I got it right. Okay. <laughs> Almost messed it up. But yeah, Kenneth uh, Giles is here, and uh, Kenneth, I mean, it's just it's great to have you on, first of all. And uh, again, how are you doing? And, and thanks for joining us. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you guys uh, allowing me to come on. Um, you guys were, I think we started this back in like February, I think is when we first started talking. So it's been a couple months through free agency, but you guys have been a great partner. So I'm glad I can come on the show, talk a little bit about simple, talk a little bit about football in general. So yeah, I mean, this is the fun part of the, I guess, the football season for us, but you for you and simple literally there's no off season it's just go all all year round it's not just nfl off, se- off season that's something we're going to talk about it's, it's the mlb it's nba and it feels like you guys are like expanding almost every other day i check the the site and there's always something new which is kind of cool and we we're talking about it before the show so it's really cool that and that, as- that aspect but i gotta let everyone know that is in the show we're buccaneer fans but let them know what is your team kenneth yeah, so I am a diehard Green Bay Packers fan. So a little bit, a little bit of a different offseason uh, uh, trajectory, I would say, for the Packers and the Bucks. Right, the Bucks re-sign all twenty-two starters, never been done before, and now you have the league MVP saying he doesn't want to play for the Packers anymore. So a little bit of different offseason, but that is like you were talking about, Mark. That's the great part about symbol, where you know you can't really gamble on football right now, right? Like you can place futures bet. But like in our market, we're live 24-7. So if it comes out that, hey, Rogers got traded, whatever, you can still do that in our market. You can participate in the teams going up and down in value, which is really exciting. But unfortunately, and I'm sure we'll get into this, some of this, if you were a Sim Packers holder, uh, probably not the greatest draft day for you, but uh, uh, we can get into some of that later. Yeah, well, I guess let's jump into that first then. I mean, yeah, we, we got we talked bucks all off season, during season. Let's jump into what exactly is Symbol. We always mention it every live stream and i guess we wanted to bring you on just to kind of expand more and let people know exactly what is symbol what what is it how do you get involved what what exactly is it yeah absolutely so as plainly as i can put it symbol is a stock market platform for sports teams right so you're able to invest in virtual shares of your favorite teams just like you'd invest in companies in the stock market um we really wanted to create this platform for two reasons at least two personal reasons a lot of people use it for different reasons but mine was uh, I wanted a way to invest in my teams, just like companies in the stock market, as opposed to gambling on them. So I was a big sports gambler. Uh, a lot of fun to be financially involved with their teams, right? For me, there's nothing better than a Packers win on a Sunday. The only thing better is if you had 20 bucks on the Packers and you you know made a little money with them. But the problem was I, I didn't want to risk a bunch of money where it's either win-loss every day, right? Because when you bet on a game, it's like 50-50, right? Whether they, win, whether they cover the spread or not, it's about 50-50. But with Symbol, we allow you to use your long-term sports knowledge of, Hey, if I want to be the GM of a team, right, I'm going to invest in, you know, the teams that I think are going up and down in the long-term trajectory. So I can really use my sports knowledge to profit off that, right? Like, Hey, you know, I really believe in Joe Burrow and the Bengals, right? So be able to invest in them for the long terms or, Hey, I really don't like the Patriots right now. Didn't like, didn't like Mac Jones. I'm not going to invest in them. Right. So I can use my sports knowledge in that way. Um, So diving into, you know, how it actually works. There's basically two ways to make money on symbol, just like you would in the stock market. Uh, The first is buy low, sell high, right? Share price appreciation. You buy a team for cheap. If they get better, they go up in value. You can sell them for a profit. So that's the first way. Uh, the second way is what we call win payouts. So very similar to a dividend from a company, but win payouts where every time a team you own wins, you earn a cash win payout that goes into your account. So 
you own a share of the Sim Buccaneers, you know, they win 10 games, you'll get $5 in your account just by investing in them. And then you still have your shares, obviously. So uh, really exciting what we're trying to do to the space, trying to do a mixture of, you know, stock market and uh, sports gambling and collectible items all into one to allow people to invest like they never have before. It's such a simple concept too. I mean, that is exactly what it is in a nutshell. Like if you're, mm-hmm. if you're on the run, like the Patriots were, for those so many years with Tom Brady, your price is by elite. And all of a sudden, oops, Tom Brady goes and there's a massive crash. Yep. Because you're, now you're, you're down in the dumps. Yeah. It, it, it's as simple as using your, right. Your sports knowledge. Hey, I think this team's going to be good for the next three to five years. Cause I believe in their quarterback, their coach, their defense, whatever it is, or Hey, if Aaron Rodgers leaves the Packers, what do you believe in Jordan love or not? Right. Put your money where your mouth is. If you think he's going to be a good quarterback, invest in him. If you don't, you know, probably stay away from him. So uh, that's the greatest thing for me. Cause I'm a diehard football fan. So, you know, offering a platform that allows football fans to use their knowledge to make money is, is the best thing. Yeah. I just, I re- No, I was just going to say, I was like, I think it's really just a great concept because it's pretty much a, like you said, 24 seven, almost like a fantasy aspect to it, but you're, you know, you have control and it's like, you know, you can pick whatever team you want. It doesn't have to be your favorite team. You can, you know, pick multiple teams if you want, you can just pick one team. uh, And it's just, uh, it offers a lot to you know, stay involved with that team. Like maybe it's a team you don't know a lot about, but you're like, Hey, maybe I'll put some money on them. looks like they're turning upward. So there's just a lot of possibilities with it, which really makes it fun. Um, and it's something, again, like you said, you can do it. It's, it's year round. It never stops. So that's the beauty of it. And if you feel like, you know, they're not doing so well, you can, you trade out and, and get a different team. So that that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's what we're we're most excited about too is the 24-7, 365, right? So the NFL offseason is really exciting. You have free agency, you have the draft, a lot of movement going on with teams in there about, you know, teams coming up with steals in the draft or free agency, stuff like that. But even during the summer, right, there's going to be news coming out of trades, right? Julio Jones is still talking about being traded. You have Aaron Rodgers stuff. You have free agents that are s- still unsigned. Um, who am I thinking? The outside linebacker uh, from the Chargers, um, Melvin Melvin Ingram, right? right? He's talking about being signed this week, right? So you have a lot of stuff that's still going on in the offseason that you can live react to in our market where you don't have to wait for week one to place a bet on a team, right? If you think the Broncos are going to la- land Rodgers, you know, go put money in the Sim Broncos. So it makes it a really exciting offseason. Yeah, what's funny is, yeah, looking at our foes, you just mentioned Julio Jones, the Sim Falcons. Look at this chart going straight up. It started what around like $15, $13. We're around like $33 right now. If Julio Jones gets traded, I mean, that's what, what this is. It's like the stock market. So if there's bad news, things are going down. Like and, describe that in a little, little bit more in a nutshell. And, yeah. And, and the really interesting part about it is it's strictly run by the market, right? The users control the prices, symbol doesn't. So maybe Julio Jones gets traded for two first round picks, not going to happen. But what if he did all of a sudden Sim investors are like, man, I really like the Falcons for the next three years. They got a couple first round picks or maybe they ship them off to save salary cap for a third round pick. And investors like, man, the Falcons are going to be bad this year. I'm out on them. So because it's market driven, it makes it really exciting. And the share price settles about what the market thinks that it should settle at. It's a good point, actually. So it's like, do they agree that the trade is fair or not? Right. right. Like if you just gave someone away, oh hell yeah, that thing's gonna drop because you didn't get anything for it. Right. If they think it's a great trade, yeah, it could stay even or even go up because the future looks bright. That's cool. And, it, and a perfect example is was the Chicago Bears, right? During the draft, they traded up for Justin Fields. The market went crazy for the Sim Bears because they're like, Oh my gosh, if if Justin Fields is even competent, 
with that defense, with Allen Robinson, right? Like that's a pretty exciting team. And the market reflected that. And then like, like we've been talking about, then you look at a team like say the Packers who their quarterback uh, became a huge question mark. Um, check out that gra- graph for the last, uh, like last three months, maybe would be a good way to look at it. Yeah. So look at that. You had a, you had a nice seven. Yeah. Look, there you go. Right. So that's the exciting thing about the market is the market reacts in real time to news. Yeah, that's like that's great. <laughs> it's like it's like Bitcoin right now too. Yeah. Oh, crazy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but I think yeah. uh, I, I think we talked. I don't know. I don't think we talked about this on area. But I was actually at the uh, the NFC Championship uh, Packers Bucks. I was sitting in the end zone. I watched Scotty Miller run right by Kevin King down the sideline. And what the Packers do to react to that? They drafted a guy that ran a four one nine forty yard dash. We're like, no more Scotty Miller getting beat deep. Right. Yeah. Eric Stokes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and this is, this is what's great about, I mean, this whole thing. I mean, it's, it's just a, it's a really fun interactive way to really follow your team. And also you can make money off of it. I mean, that, that's, that's pretty cool. So uh, I think it's, uh, it's got really great potential. I think it's just going to keep getting better. Um, like you said, and, you know, with M- MLB and NBA yeah. and like, you have a lot of, you know, just a lot of uh, versatility there because you can go, you know, you know, so many avenues as far as teams and you don't have to do strictly NFL. It can be, you know, it's all sports. So that's that's a really good thing to have. Yeah, um, right. We were, we were talking about the Rays just before we got on. They're on the 10 game winning streak. They've been up, you know, 15 percent in the past week or so or the past two weeks. So you have that you have the NBA playoffs, which are really exciting um, going on right you know, the NBA playoffs are really interesting because you have to win 16 games to win the finals, right? right? So there's still a lot of value left for those teams. But as, you know, as we talked about, the cool thing about the market is you can actually see the market shift over time, right? Like back in February, there's a lot of money in the NFL because, you know, free agency, the draft coming up. Now you have a lot of money moving into the MLB because that's where you're earning win payouts. And then this summer, I assume it's going to shift back yeah. to the NFL. So it is exciting watching kind of the migration of seasons because that's where you can earn win payouts. Mm-hmm. Of course, the old Yankees always there. <laughs> well, you know, a lot of high high bankroll makes it a pretty Real, sta- right? pretty stable team. Right. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of people, a lot of you know, more dollar bills goes you know goes into that team. You know, obviously the Dodgers, the Yankees, all the big market teams. They're yep. gonna you know the Cubs. You know their stocks are gonna be impacted, and it it depends on obviously on the the player movement. You know, and it's fun when you get to like you know, the trade deadline, you know, that's going to have impact on these teams and like how, how far that high they go up or how, you know, how low they go down if they weren't aggressive or, you know, stuff like that. So it's just, uh, I'm very impressed with it because it's, it's a move that, you know, any move that is made, it impacts that team. And that's, that's the beauty of it. Yeah. I appreciate it. It's been, it's been really fun to work on so far. Like I said, you know, we designed this last year, um, me and uh, two other co-founders built it. We honestly built it for ourselves, right? This is something that I enjoy doing. Like, I enjoy trading crypto. I enjoy trading the stock market. I actually work professionally um, for an investment firm, right? So this was all right up my alley. I'm like, why doesn't this exist yet, right? Like, wouldn't it be fun to do this year round? Like, I always say, you know, this team stinks or this team's gonna be really good or I believe in Joe Burr or I believe in Justin Herbert. Now you can actually put your money where your mouth is as opposed to gambling, right? You can actually say like, hey, I think he's gonna develop to be a great quarterback. I invest in them, so... Um, it's been really exciting to work on. The offseason has been a lot of fun. The draft was a ton of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, we did some coverage on that, but just watching the teams in real time, right? Packers go down, Broncos go up, Bears go up. Um, it was really exciting to uh, to watch live. 
And I'm assuming, like, as, as things go on, I mean, you already have the NBA, MLB, NFL. Would you add, like, NHL and just accordingly as, as yep. things go on progress? Yep. Next season, we'll add NHL. We're actually looking into uh, sneak peek. Hopefully, it hasn't been announced yet, but hopefully college football coming this fall, oh, which will be pretty nice. cool. Um, but, yeah, NHL, uh, soccer, Premier League. Like, we're trying to get every sport uh, on the market possible because, like I said, it's worked really well for the first three, so let's keep on rolling. Yeah, man. Well, College football or just college in general would that's huge. Yeah, yeah, huge, huge, just, huge, mar- huge market, and a lot of fun, right? Because the interesting thing about college football is every single year you have a quarter of your team leaving, right? Going to the draft or graduating, or whatever. So there's always going to be turnover in uh in college football, except for maybe teams like Clemson, Ohio State, and Alabama. Um, but yeah, I think college football would be really exciting. We're looking at doing like the power five because the non you know, the non-conference stuff kind of gets a little interesting, but if we can get the power five, I think 62 schools or so, um, get all them on there. That'd be uh, pretty cool. Yeah, that'd yeah, be, it's a huge that, uh, section too. Huge. Yeah. That would be a big marketplace, especially you get teams like Alabama and like, you know, even like Kentucky or, you know, Tennessee, you know, pretty much the SEC. I mean, a lot of those, a lot of those schools don't have like professional clubs, you know, so that, that, you know, brings the attention towards your, you know, your site and it, it draws more um, just interest. I mean, it's going to be really good because that market is so big. I mean, that's what these fans, they live for college football in those places. So, yeah, yeah, I think that would be, that'd be gigantic. Uh, it would be really cool. Yeah. We're really excited about that. And it's one of those things too, right? Where, you know, we launched the first three sports, let's test it out, see how it works. It's gone unbelievably well, right? User base is growing. You guys have been promoting us. We got other partners promoting us. We're, our user base is growing every single day. Um, so it's like, yeah, why not keep expanding? Why not keep growing? Offer as many sports possible because, you know, we've proven that it works. We've proven that people enjoy it and people are making money, which is awesome. So, uh, yeah, really excited to keep expanding. And let's, let's bring some of the comments in here. Bud Cannabis over here said, whichever team gets Julio will get a spike. You, you agree with that, Julio Jones? Um, yeah, I, I well, I, I think it depends, right? Because what we talked about, Julio Jones is going to help a team this year be better, right? He is. He's still one of the elite wide receivers in the league. But the problem is, what are you going to give up for him, right? Because you have to fit him in your cap, which is, I think, is like cap hits like $16 million this year. Mm-hmm. So not only do you have to fit him in your cap, but you also have to give up draft, draft capital. So it's not just a simple trade of draft capital. It's, okay, who are we going to rearrange and work into this deal? So I do think he will um, bump up whosoever team you know he ha- ends up going to. Uh, but the problem is, what is he getting in return? I think that's the real question. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so that's like, it's all like a balancing act almost. I mean, when you look at, um, you know, these teams on your, on your stocks, like go into like, how, how does it, I guess, like how, how much impact is really had when let's say Julio Jones does get traded, but they also get something in return. So like that impact, is it, is it going to be minimal or or just really depends on the analytics of the, it, it really depends on how the market feels about the trade, right? Every trade is okay. a little bit different. So a couple examples, right? So J.J. Watt signed this offseason to the Cardinals. Lead, leading up to J.J. Watt signing, there were rumors of like the Packers and I think the right, Bills yeah. and the Browns. Um, so all those rumors, all those teams were actually rising with those rumors that like, oh my God, we're going to get J.J. Watt. He goes to the Cardinals. Cardinals go immediately, or the Sim Cardinals on our market go immediately up 8%. He gets traded. They go up 8% in a day. Um you can probably see that spiked uh, back in like February, I think it was, um, or beginning of March, probably with free agency. Um, 
But then, you know, those other teams, right, the Browns had a little bit of a dip in the Bills because it's like, oh, we didn't get J.J. Watt. Another example is, of uh, for a great example, is the Chargers last year, the Sim Chargers. You had an unknown Justin Herbert, right? Tyrod Taylor was starting. They were one of the lower teams. They weren't expected to win a lot of games. All of a sudden, Justin Herbert, you know, becomes a starting quarterback, absolutely balls out, um, and they immediately spike up. And they've been continuing their rise because, wow, you know, Justin Herbert's going to be good for the next 10 years, hopefully. Um, so that imp- impacted the stock price a lot. Now you have, uh, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of a team that, that underperformed. Maybe the Cowboys, right? Mm-hmm. The Cowboys last year, yeah, you know, you, they're, they're expected to win the NFC East. Dak mm-hmm. goes down with the ankle injury. Now all of a sudden they finish third or third or whatever it was in the mm-hmm. NFC East. And they fall quite a bit. So a lot of that stuff impacts it. It just depends on um, – the significance of the time period, right? Mm-hmm. Dak's injury being one year versus a more longer-term injury. Uh, the high-profile name and the high-profile position, right? So J.J. Watt, big name, brings a lot to the table. Quarterback is by far the most important thing that will that will fluctuate the market, right? You've seen the Justin Herbert spike, the Aaron Rodgers spike down, the Justin Fields spike up. So looking at the quarterback spikes, um, they have a big impact on the market. Okay, very good. So, I mean, I was just trying to like explain to the the people listening, like, so really, it it comes down to you know moves in the offseason, obviously draft and, and free agency all have impacts, but it also yeah. Goes look, in- look at sorry, look at that Sim Cowboys graph. The the, the drop down in the fall, yeah. all mm-hmm. offseason, nothing, and then now Dak looks healthy, he's ready to play. Back up, uh, Mason. yeah, back up. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, like I was saying with like, it's, it's based on, you know, potential moves or it could be, you know, signings draft. Um, but it also goes into performance, which I think is really cool. So throughout the season, if like someone on a certain team that we didn't expect to perform like a, like a Justin Herbert, like you said, or, you know, maybe it's a star player, like, um, a Julio Jones, you know, performing for his new team or, or what have you, that, that has a certain impact on the stocks as well. So I, I think, I mean, do you agree that that's, that's usually. Yeah, absolutely. Right. There's a lot yeah. of reacting in real time. A great example right now that, that we're experiencing in real time is the, in, in the sim MLB, you have the San Francisco giants, right. Who were expected to finish third behind the Dodgers, behind the Padres. Well, it turns out they might be one of the best teams in baseball. They were 28 and 17 and the market has responded. I'm trying to get numbers here and maybe Mark can pull it up. But for example, right. So they launched at $22 and now they've gone up to, they're like the fifth most expensive team in the market you know, ahead of the Padres or close to the Padres because they've impressed people, right? So their play has really shown uh, what that can do to the market. Now on the flip side, let's go look at the Sim Twins. Um, I'm actually, we're based out of Minneapolis. So this is, you know, the hometown team. Um, the Sim Twins have been absolutely atrocious, <laughs> right? They're, they, this, the, the Twins at the start of the season were projected to win 90 games over yeah. 90 games. And now they're 14 and 28 and look what happened to their share price, right? So that real-time reaction is actually pretty cool to see people reacting like, oh, this team is not who we thought they were. Trade them down. I'm going to go put my money in a team that's outperforming with, you know, example, the Giants or uh, the Blue Jays even who, you know, are having a decent season. So um, it is really exciting to see the market react. Yeah, I mean, those are two great examples. And I think, you know, with the Twins losing, uh, what's his name, Brian uh, Buxton? Is that how you say Byron Buxton, yep. Yeah, so losing him to injury, you know, obviously that probably had an impact. That makes the stock go down. Uh, because he was doing so well, I had him on my fantasy team, and unfortunately, he, you know, he's on uh, the. the well, he was pre- he was performing pretty damn well uh, right. before that. He he, yeah. he hasn't been able to hit for his five year MLB career, and all of a sudden he starts hitting four hundred, then he gets injured. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he was he was on pace to 
to be up there with like MVP talk. I mean, the way he was playing. So, yep. um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's really cool. But I mean, let's, let's talk about now. Like, I mean, how, how these guys can, can sign up. I know it's real easy. Just front page. Uh, again, guys, you can use our uh, promo code real buckstock. You get 10, I think it's $10 deposit. So yeah, I mean, that's a great way to start. Yeah, just www.symbol.app in your web browser. is a web-based app. Uh, just plug it in. It takes an email and a password to sign up. Um, just right on the homepage there. Yeah, make sure to use Real Bucks Talk uh, to get that $10 deposit bonus. Super easy. All transactions are made through PayPal. Um, so it's a really easy, secure way to deposit money. Uh, and then withdraw money is also through PayPal, which makes it really uh, convenient for everyone. Um, so yeah, and then that's our website. And then at Symbol Exchange on Twitter. Uh, give us a follow there. We, we tweet out, you know, different graphs of who's going up, who's going down. And then also just different strategies to use in the market. Um, whether you're looking at a long-term approach, trying to buy low and sell high, whether you're looking for a team to win immediately, like the Sim Bucks. Um, so just different approaches there. And then, uh, those are really the two main spots to find us. Our website, we got a lot of good mm -hmm. stuff to read analysis. There's tutorials on there. There's FAQs, um, about the market. Uh, you can always reach out to us at, you know, like I said, at symbol exchange on Twitter, our DMS are open. Any questions there? Um, uh, feel free to reach out. We'd love to hear from you. Um, but yeah, that's, those are the two best ways to reach us. Something I want to touch on was we talked, we talked about this like prior to all this, like starting our advertising for it and everything. It was more, we fell in love with it because yeah, looking at us covering the bucks, you get that emotional attachment to it. So like, even to like, say if it's a stock or say it's like anything, you get an emotional attachment to it, right? Like look at Tesla. Everyone, oh, hold, that's the future. This man can freaking make a rocket go to the space, but then it can come all the way damn back down. Holy hell, how's, this guy's a genius. Buy that crap up. He has cars that run on batteries. Hell yeah, they fall in love with it. And they're like, "This, I'm going to ride this all the way to stardom. And you're adding that, but with your favorite football team, baseball team, basketball team, possible hockey, college. Yep. It's insane. It's like, something that you've been rooting for for years, probably some people their whole lives. Now there's something they can even get even more invested in. And that's my team. That's I'm literally making it when they win. I win. That's yep. awesome. awesome. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, a certain segment of our, our fan base or our, excuse me, our user base, our fans, right. They invest in their team because it's a fun way to be connected to your team. Right. We buy jerseys and memorabilia. We go to games, we put up posters, right. We do all this stuff. This is another way to experience your team on a different level of, hey, I'm owning a virtual share. When they win, I win, right? When they get better, my stock price goes up, right? It's a really fun way to get connected uh, because sports fans are passionate, right? They're fun, right? I've been going to Packers games since I, before I could walk. I bleed green and gold, right? No matter what, I always think like, this is our year, right? We're going to get over the hump. Five NFC championship games, not salty about it. Like we're going to get over the hump this year, right? So there's, it, it's a really fun atmosphere. And it's also, like you said, it gives people a way to participate in the stock market, which is fully ingrained in our culture, right? Especially yeah. with this, this past year, everybody's investing in cryptos. Everybody's investing in stocks. This is a really fun way to invest with something you're really passionate about and what you know about. It. One of the stories I always like to tell when talking about Symbol, like, why'd you, you know, why'd you come up with Symbol? Why'd you do it? One of my buddies last year started investing with Davey Day Trader, Dave Portnoy, right? He started investing. And he texted me about the stock that he invested in. He's like, do you know what he goes, uh, what do you know about this company? And I'm like, I've never heard of that company. I have no idea what it is. What do they make? And he goes, oh, I don't know. And I'm like, you just invested in a company. You don't even know their product. You don't know how they make money. Like you're, what are you doing? And then that, that, that same friend 
I go and I'm like, oh, what's going on with the Jacksonville Jaguars? You go, oh, they're one in 15. They hired Urban Meyer. They drafted Trevor Lawrence, the Tim Tebow stuff, blah, blah, blah. They just signed their entire defensive line. And I'm like, damn, why don't we get you to invest in a product that you know, right? Something that you are passionate about, that you care about, that you follow on a day-to-day basis to give you the advantage in the market. So that's kind of one of the really fun things that you're talking about. Of This is a really great way to be connected to your team. And it's a really great way to show your sports knowledge of, hey, I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. I think this team's going to be good. I like this player, et cetera. Yeah, I mean, that's that, that's it. I mean, that that's the uh, that's the sell right there. And I think it's it's a again, it's a great product. Uh, like you said, and Mark said it too. You know, emotional attachment to your favorite team, or even a team that you know maybe is not your favorite team, but you feel good about them, and it really becomes like almost a strategy too. You know, when you're looking at it from year to year, and you know, willing to invest into this team for you know the next three to five years or what have you, and it's like. Again, it has that fantasy aspect to it, but it's also, again, your favorite team or it, it just brings a lot to the table. So, again, guys, if you are joining us uh, just now and you missed the start of the show, we are joined by Symbol CEO Kenneth Giles. Uh, and we're just talking Symbol. And, uh, yeah, man, it's, uh, it's a really good, great product. So, guys, if you haven't signed up yet, please go check out the site, sign up. You know, pick your favorite team. If it is, hopefully it's the Buccaneers if you're on this show <laughs> and, you know, give them a, you know, give them an investment. I think it'll be worth your while. I don't, uh, I don't want to uh, hijack your show, so we don't have to talk about this, but I am curious about what you guys think of the NFC South. I'm sure you've talked about this a lot, so maybe, you know, don't want to go over it again, but I'm curious okay. from an outsider, right? Cause I don't follow, you know, the Bucks religiously, obviously I, I keep up to date, but like, who do you think is the biggest threat this year, right? You have a huge question mark for the Saints at quarterback, right? Taysom mm-hmm. or Jameis. Both of them probably stink. I personally want to see Jameis in there because he's fun, right? He's entertaining. You don't know where the ball is going to go. Um, you have a question mark with Sam Darnold. Is he going to be the same Sam Darnold with the Jets? Or is, you know, will Matt Rule and uh, Joe Brady turn him into a real player? Um, and then you have the Falcons, which seems like they're going to give it a go with Matt Ryan again. They didn't draft his replacement. So what are you guys' thoughts? Who's the, who This year, who is the biggest competition? Let's let you shoot it first. Oh, you want me to go first? Okay. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> NFC South, I, I I think, you know, over the years, the NFC South has, uh, it's been tough, especially as a Bucks fan. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been in the, the basement for a long time, you know, over a decade, probably more, but really it's, uh, it's been like a up and down division, really. I mean, you've had multiple winners. Uh, it seems, you know, for a period of time, we had, you know, winners, you know, it's a different winner every year. Uh, you know, whether it's the same, yeah, no back to back, right? Right. It's the saints, Panthers, Falcons, bucks were in there a little bit. And then, you know, so it's, uh, it's a definitely a competitive division. I think there's a lot of good teams in it, but as far as this year, obviously I think the tides have churned. I think the Buccaneers are going to really take the division going forward. Um, as far as their, their team is built and the roster is set. Uh, I still think the Saints are very competitive. I think they're going to be a tough team to play with um, just because they match up well against us. Uh, mm-hmm. So I think that is something to look at. But again, quarterback situation, quarterback situation for all the teams, really, uh, besides the Bucks. you know, Brady is probably the he's the lone exception because he's Tom Brady. And you look at, you know, the Panthers with Darnold and uh, you know, Atlanta with Matt Ryan. So. Now Atlanta might be trading their best player in Julio Jones, and it's like, really? yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's like good for us as far as Bucks fans, but uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a very interesting division. But I still think the Buccaneers uh, should have the advantage going forward. 
and now I guess I, I, I think I agree with that. I would, mm-hmm. I think the Falcons, I think they're better than people are going to give them credit for. If you look at a lot of the advanced analytics of like, they had a lot of just bad turnover luck, just a lot of regression. If they go back to the mean, I think they have a mm-hmm. decent chance of being competitive. Um, just because I, I personally think Matt Ryan still has some left in the tank, especially with Arthur Smith, who made Ryan Tannehill look like a top five quarterback, right? So if he can harness some of that, um, I think the Falcons will be sneaky tough. Um, I think I think the Saints are going to be. I don't think the Saints are going to be as, as good as people are somewhat thinking. I think they're they're poised for a huge regression because Sh- Sean Payton does cover up a lot, and I think he is one of the best coaches in right. the NFL. But I I don't believe in Jameis. I think he's fun, but like I don't think that he can lead a team, um, especially with their salary cap situation where their defense isn't going to be as good. Um, so that's. But then I and then I want to take a I guess a step back and looking at the NFC. Mm-hmm. Who the NFC is terrible, right? Compared to the AFC, the NFC is absolutely trash. Who do you guys see as a top three? You know, three teams in the NFC this year. Well, I mean, let me. I want to touch on a couple more things. So, like, I agree with you. The Falcons are better than most people think they are. And that offense is still electric. They can score on anyone, and if they just can't, through, yeah, they you, can't stop anybody though. Yeah, That's the problem. But again, they're always hurt. Like right. every one of their stars are always hurt mm-hmm. every year. And like, can you just stay healthy? And then, like you just mentioned, those first three games, first four games, they were in the lead all those games, and then they just gave them all up. So they are a good team. They just can't finish. Like, the Bucs couldn't finish for years, for damn years. And then all of a sudden, we got this gift to us, Tom Brady, and all of a sudden, we just click. Do they have a gift like that coming? Is it the coach? Most likely not. He'll help. Yeah. But I don't think that's an immediate fix. Like, if you get a guy that's the head of your team – making all the decisions. I mean, Tom Brady was huge for us, but I mean, yeah, I agree with plus that we should be the top of the division, but still it's going to be complicated. Matt Ryan is a damn good quarterback. Mm-hmm. The saints. I still think their defense is a top five defense. Mm-hmm. If not top 10, top five, that defense is insane. And they only got better this year through the draft. And yeah, they, I think generic getting rid of George Jenkins, smart move. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we I wanted to throw towards him all the damn time, but I mean, their defense is legit. Just kind of cut Jameis's interceptions in half, and then maybe you are competitive. It's still, I think, like you said, I wouldn't trust him at all. We've seen five years of it. It's not going to happen. But, I mean, if you can control him somehow by limiting his opportunities down the field, maybe. But we'll see. But Like you were mentioning about the, the whole NFC strength who do who do we see as top three yeah who so i i think bucks are clear number one right i don't really think there's a question there. returning all 22 super bowl starters is a pretty good way to be number one in the power rankings but overall i, I think the nfc is is really weak from top to bottom um right i mean if you look at the afc obviously you have the chiefs right you have uh the bills you have the ravens you have the browns um right like you have like four teams that are i think are are pretty dang good uh in the in the NFC, I don't really see a team outside the Bucs. If 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 Rodgers stays, I think the Packers are a number two. Maybe that's just my bias, but I think they're clear number two. If Rodgers leaves, I don't even – I mean, I uh, someone in the chat said the the Rams. Yeah. I don't even believe in the Rams that much as far as, like, is Matthew Stafford that much of an improvement over Jared Goff? He certainly is an improvement, but is he that much? So – and I don't like him putting the Rams ahead of the Packers, but anyway. <laughs> What's your take? I was just rambling for a while. Yeah, no, no, you're good. And, you know, it was a good uh, NFC South, you know, talk. And 
again, it's it's a division that you just never know. That's what that was my main point that I was talking about earlier because of the back and forth of division winners. So, and there's it seems like there's always something crazy that happens in this division. So, you can't rule that out. Um, and I, I do think the Falcons could be that sneaky good team because Matt Ryan is the second best quarterback in the division uh, right now. Um, and I, I think Carolina down the road though, not this year, but down the yeah. road, they, they could be pretty good. If they figure out the quarterback situation, I think they could be pretty good. Their defense is, is building and they got a lot of youth there. Uh, but top three NFC South team or not NFC South top three NFC, NFC teams. And they're going up too on symbol. Just saying. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> um, you know, obviously I think the bucks are the favorite, you know, you have to give them, yeah. the top seed because they are, you know, Super Bowl champs and they are returning everybody. Uh I would put the Packers too. I do agree with you there Ken because if if Aaron Rodgers is there, I think he is. They got a great team. They have a great roster around him and I think it is good enough to be right there in the mix. Um and then third spot is tricky because you look at the Rams, you look at um I think San Francisco. Yeah. could be the the team that comes back. Um, especially if they're healthy because they got hurt all, I mean, it was all year injuries. So, yeah, I, I mean, they I, went from Super Bowl to six and 10 with injuries, and now you right. have Jimmy G versus Trey Lance, who knows there? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I mean, and you know, looking at the other divisions, NFC East, I don't really see anybody there. Um, yeah, I just, I feel like the teams are too heavy on one side or the other, you know, you got the Cowboys who are strong on offense, but you know, Washington, uh, good defense, but they don't have a quarterback really set. Uh, so yeah, I would say it, it's definitely AFC is a stronger conference. Um, so yeah, I would just leave it at that. So I would say like bucks Packers and then maybe 49ers. I don't know. It's like one of those toss ups. <laughs> the, the NFC West is interesting because I don't know who the best team in the NFC West is. Right, like I, you could legit make an argument. It, it is the Rams, it is the 49ers, which I'm personally on the 49ers train just because I, I like Kyle Shanahan. Um, but we're still not even talking about Russell Wilson, who, yeah, right. The Seahawks are down. Their defense isn't as good as Russell, and he struggled down the best the last half of last year. But he's still Russell Wilson, who can lead a team to a lot of victories. Right. So I'm not even sure who the best team is in the NFC West, let alone uh, I guess putting a, one of those teams up in the top three. Um, I mean, one of them is probably going to be third, but the question is who, um, but I, I just think the NFC is, you know, after the bucks, I think there's just going to be a lot of from two to eight or two to seven in the playoffs or two to, what is it? Two to eight now. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of, uh, surprises in there that we just might not expect just because it is a weaker conference in general. Let me, let me just point this out. Talking about symbol related to the NFL, just news in general. You mentioned Russell Wilson, right? He literally is the Seahawks, right? Mm -hmm. And probably top five quarterback in the league right now. Look, I was looking at the graph. I was anxious to see. This is probably around the news where they said, oh, let's let's trade Russell Wilson. Boom. All the way down 18? Yeah, Didn't in the beginning of February when it, when it, when the rumors first came out, I was like, ah, he's unhappy there. He's going to be traded. Um they, they took a big hit, and then they recovered quite a bit because the market says, well, we don't think it's all that likely, right? So then now they're back up. But even still, right, there were rumors coming out like, oh, he's going to the Bears. The Bears would spike up in value. Oh, he's, gonna, you know, he's going to the Saints maybe, and the Saints would go up in value, right? So there was a lot of uh, – right, when he came out with his list of four, all this stuff, 
now it's come back like, oh, he's staying with the Seahawks. Now they're back up again. So that's where the rumors get really exciting, uh, especially when it, when it's like a top five quarterback. Same thing with the Deshaun Watson stuff, right? That stuff's not even settled. So I think there's going to be a lot of uh, there's still gonna be a lot of stuff this offseason with with you know with the lawsuits and if he's gonna be a Texan if he's gonna be somewhere else. Um, but yeah, watching the big name quarterbacks is fun on on symbol for sure. Yeah, we we talk about this all the time. It like the NFL is like a drama show for guys. It's like the ultimate rom com that is for girls, but for it's for us, it, this is our stuff. Like, what is Aaron Rodgers doing? He's crybaby and wanted to get his way out of Green Bay when that he was one game away from the Super Bowl. Then you have the drama of what the hell with the towel with uh, Deshaun Watson, uh, Russell Wilson. What the hell is going on there? Like, what is going on? And it's this is our drama. I love it. I love the NFL. It, what it brings to just talking every day. And and a lot of the stuff I think is a lot of the drama. I I think is really funny from the outside looking in, right? Like from the from the Rogers perspective, what more is a team supposed to do? Um, you know, the Packers Packers made the NFC Championship five times out of the last 10 years, right? That's that's pretty dang dominant. Outside the Patriots, there's not really a team that's done that, right? They're, they happen to be one and four in those games. So that's unfortunate. And I get being upset with the, the Jordan Love pick, right? You're one game away. You're like, ah, oh, just give me over the hump one more. T- like, give me one more player to help out, right? Give me someone to guard Scotty Miller or, you know, if Aaron Jones, right? Aaron Jones doesn't fumble, stuff like that. So I get some of that. But it, but, but, at a, at a certain point in time, you're getting paid $40 million a year to be the quarterback and to get a team to the Super Bowl. You are the MVP, right? Everyone talks about who doesn't have enough weapons. Oh, yeah. How, how does he not have enough weapons when Devontae Adams is the one of the top receivers in the game? David Bakhtiari is the best left tackle in the game. Corey Lindsley was the best center in the game. And Aaron Jones was a top 10 running back. What more weapons do you need? So what what I want to ask him, and I, he'll come out at some point, and um, he'll come out at some point and say what he actually wants. But I, I want to know, like, what more does he need to be successful, right? Like, what, what situation's better, right? What team has a better situation with a better offensive line, a better head coach, Devontae Adams, right? Like, where do you want to go that is different than the Packers to, to, uh, to get over the hump to make a Super Bowl? Same thing with the Russell Wilson thing. Now, the Russell Wilson thing, I think he has more of a gripe because their offense line has been atrocious. Yeah. Um, and that, that takes a toll on you. And the other thing that he's complaining about is the play calling. He wants to be able to throw the ball 45 times a game like other quarterbacks are. And they're, they're they stick to their ground and pound stuff. Um, so I think he's got a gripe. But like the Aaron Rodgers things, I don't quite understand what he wants. You have a best receiver. You have the best left tackle. You have the best center. You have a top 10 running back. Like what are you, what are you asking for? A trade for Julio Jones? <laughs> hmm. Yeah. I mean I- – I don't get it either. I mean, he's got, he, like I said before, he has a really good situation. Again, you've been, you know, the Packers have been very close and, you know, he's still probably the best talented quarterback in this game right now. I mean, he can do every throw. He can do a lot of different things. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's confusing, you know, it's confusing that he would want out of that situation and, um, obviously there's a disconnect between management and himself. So, yeah, so the only thing I would say on that is he wants to be wanted, right? Like, I think it'd be like, it, I'm working my job, right? Let's I'm, you know, CEO of symbol. I'm working my job. What if the board of directors hired a guy and said, Oh, he's going to be the CEO in two years. You should train him and, and teach him how to do all the stuff that you're doing. It's like, well, I don't really want to train my replacement. So I do get some of that stuff of, 
he wants to have long-term security as being the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. And maybe that's kind of what he's going for of, of, Hey, I didn't like the Jordan love pick and stuff like that. But I think, I think Tom Brady teams have been spoiled a lot because he, he has the mentality of I'm going to do whatever it takes to get this team to win, whether it be taking a pay cut, working with my contract, doing all this stuff. And I, and I don't think any other player has had that same mentality, which is why he's won. What is it? Eight Super Bowls now out of 50 of them or whatever, whatever his number is. Um, so I think that's pretty interesting. I was just joking. It could be eight. But I mean, look, I agree that the thing of, okay, they they drafted Jordan Love. That's my eventual replacement. I guess it can get you a little butthurt, but it get Tom Brady butthurt every time there was a Jimmy G, a Jacoby Brissett, uh, Matt Castle. I mean, all these guys that were behind him that, guess what? They're still behind you because they're not getting the, the feel because I'm playing that good. He's that confident in himself that he's going to be that good that that guy's not going to see the field. They're just going to have to trade him away because I'm that good. So I don't see maybe Aaron Rodgers doesn't have the confidence that Tom Brady has. Maybe, maybe I don't know if that's what it is. Maybe he's more emotional, like we just kind of mentioned. But to me, I'm like, dude, like you're still the guy, you're a league MVP. Is right. it because you feel like you need to be entitled because you need to be served on silver platter of like, Nothing but love. I, I don't know. I, I, it's still a game where anything can happen. He can get hit once and he's gone. If there's nothing behind him, they're like you said. Look at it as a stock. Your future's done. If if he's gone, right? Yeah, nothing in the in the cupboard to get to go back to. You have Jordan Love. Okay, yeah, he can learn. He doesn't even have to talk to you. He can just watch you. I don't right. see where that doesn't come into to think. Like, why do you think it's always a negative thing? That's where I don't know. It, it's. To me, I agree with you. He had plenty of weapons, plenty of opportunities. He's literally a, a play away almost to getting to the Super Bowl and winning another one. So right, and and, uh, and a lot of that stuff, I think, I think fans overreact to like one games or one play or stuff like that, right? Like if you look at Tom Brady's career, right, he won a Super Bowl because of the the Tuck rule, right? He lost a Super Bowl, Super Bowl because. Uh, David Tyree made this ridiculous catch and Eli Manning spun out of it, whatever. Yeah, but the helmet catch, he lost the Super Bowl because uh, Nick Foles was playing absolutely ridiculous, right? Like a lot of this stuff, when it comes down to one game, turns out to be luck, right? Like how differently could Tom Brady's career have been if, if uh, you know, Charles Woodson gets him a split second earlier on that, on the strip sack yeah. uh, with the tuck roll, right? So instead of being eight Super Bowls, now he's at five, right? Like, I know a lot of that stuff over time works itself out, but like how different would Aaron Rodgers' career be? You know, like we said in the last 10 years, they're one in four in NFC championships, right? What if Kevin King didn't get beat deep? What if Matt LaFleur didn't decide to kick a field goal? What if they didn't, what if the Packers didn't blow a 21 point lead with four minutes left against the Seahawks uh, in 2011 after they, or 2012, after they, you know, made the NFC championship there, right? So how different would his career have been if instead of being one in four, maybe he's three and two. And and maybe a lot of this stuff gets gets put behind the burner, but because there's a lot of frustration that builds up of not winning the Super Bowl, and fans are you know frustrated. Yeah. Packers fans are frustrated with that. I think a lot of that uh, builds up. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, and and you know, going back to the point of you know every you know all these plays, they they could go either way. I mean, I, I tell other Packers fans, you know, they try to you know, say, oh well, we should have done this, should have done that, but. I tell him, hey, what if Tom Brady didn't throw three interceptions in the second half? Game probably would have been a blowout, right? So it, it's like, you know, it could go either way. Again, this game is a game of inches. There's a lot of plays that go, you know, it could go 
all sorts of ways. You know, mm-hmm. it really, it does come down to luck. It comes down to injury luck. Um, and it comes down to really, you know, players making plays and, you know, right. And, and, and so much of that, I mean, we could, we could talk all day about this, but like even the Packers offensive line got absolutely torched against the, Bucks. I mean, the Bucks defense line was playing unbelievable, right? They did in the Super Bowl. They did it against the Packers. I think they had like seven or eight sacks against the Packers against an offensive line that was good all year. Um, except for the other Bucks game, actually. Um, but even the same thing, right? David Bakhtiari tears his ACL two weeks before the championship game uh, in a freak practice incident, right? Like, what if he's healthy and he can lock up JPP at least for three or four of those sacks, right, down the stretch? So, right, there's a lot of what ifs. My, I guess my my entire point being is I think the Packers were good enough to win that game against the Bucs. They just didn't, right? Mm-hmm. If you if you play in 10 times, it's probably 5-5, five, 6-4, five, somewhere in that range of who's going to win that many games, right? And it wasn't on the Packers' side that day. But to have this huge reaction of, like, this team's not even close to winning a Super Bowl, I think that's absolutely ridiculous, given that it was a handful of plays away from winning it last year, and you return a lot of the same roster. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, Mark? All right, so another, let's pick and point a couple more. So what if Vinatieri misses some of those kicks? Brady doesn't win as many Super Bowls. What if – I know there's a lot of Packers fans' arguments. Oh, if we didn't pay the refs because that flag on Tyler Johnson. Oh, we would have lost the damn game. That was a flat-out flag. I just, I just got to throw that out there. That was a flag. So so I, I agree with you. That that was 100% pass interference. I called for you. I mean, you grabbed a fistful of jersey and yanked it a yard and a half, right? My argument on that is you can't come – okay. As Packers fans, what, what you do is you look at the end of the first half when Rodgers threw that pick, and you say, hey, our receiver got held on the shoulder, caused interception, gave the Bucks a touchdown. So that's why you get frustrated. But But that's part of the game, right? That you know, the ref saw it, and the other ref didn't, right? And that's just how that just is how it goes. Um, but I, I I do think it's funny when I guess fans overreact of like, oh, it's you know we're we're so far away from making it to the Super Bowl, or like we definitely should have made the Super Bowls. Well, turns out Brady's I don't know what is Brady eight and three in Super Bowls. Is that how many how many has he lost? Um, I think he's one seven. The Eagles one, one seven seven and three seven and three. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, Giants twice and Eagles, right? He could have easily won all three of those games. He could have easily lost the tuck rule. He could have easily lost the Falcons. He could have easily lost, yeah. right? Like, so I, I, I just think football's a game of luck. What you do is you put the best t- team that you can every single week. There's a lot of injuries. And I think, in going back to the Rodgers things, I think the Packers have done that better than most teams in the NFL. Like, hey, let's put a competitive team out there. Yes, a lot gets made up for when you have a really good quarterback. Maybe you don't get the pressure to completely overhaul a roster. Um, but I, I think it'll be really interesting to see the Packers this year to see what they do without Rodgers. Because my entire life, I've had a Hall of Fame quarterback under center with Brett Favre and then Aaron Rodgers. So we'll see if Jordan Love can be the third in a row. Well, to, to that, I want to add this. I mean, I think it's some luck, not a lot of luck. I think a lot of it's consistency. Like, I mean, Tom Brady's the most consistent quarterback there is. He sees it as yep. a chess game instead of, like, Jameis Winston. i got to score on every damn pass I throw. That's the biggest change we've ever seen we saw five years of straight bull crap of i gotta be superman when superman literally just makes the right decision like life right. goals right there so i mean yes he threw three interceptions I, I was like what the hell are you doing in that packers game i mean one of them mike evans probably should have come down with or just like i, I don't know well, yeah the two other ones brady what the hell are you thinking Usually and, he doesn't make that mistake. So and, and that's the, and that's the other thing too, from the Packers' perspective. If you would have told me that, hey, 
Aaron Rodgers is going to have three straight drives in the second half, down seven, uh, and all he needs is a score to tie the game, would you take those odds and you think the Packers are going to win? I 100% would. Right? How many times do you get Tom Brady to throw three picks in the second half when you're down by seven and you have a chance to go down and tie the game and you don't do it, right? They punted. They had back-to-back. The Packers had back-to-back three and outs on two of those interceptions, right? So a lot of that's like, what I mean, what are we complaining about is we had the chances to win and Rodgers just didn't get it done, right? Credit to the Bucs defense on, on a lot of the pressure. Um, but yeah, I, I think the NFC will be, I think it'll be fun because it's, it is weaker, right? So if you do have Rodgers come back to the Packers, to me, it'll be a two team race for the most part, uh, which will be fun. Cause hopefully we get you guys again in the, uh, in the championship this time, maybe it'll be in Florida. So uh, Rodgers can get some of his uh, uh, game in the warmth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, I would look forward to that. I think that'd be a, a great game uh, once again. So, but yeah, I mean, uh, guys in the chat, again, we're just uh, here with Kenneth talking some symbol. Uh, we, you know, talking some, you know, Bucks, NFC South, uh, NFC Conference, and now the Packers and the whole situation with Aaron Rodgers. You know, is he going to just retire and, and play Jeopardy or is he, you know, going to stay with what? Green Bay? Yeah, yeah. Get, just get your opinion. Is it like a so- true? fan where is he going is he staying is he going what's is he going to do wheel of fortune what's he going to do i think i think he's i think he's going to stay uh i think he's going to play for the packers again i think a lot of this is let's get it out in the open so they give me what i want sort of thing and i think he's going to be a packer um from the packers perspective i've you know and i'm just a fan but i've read a lot about this he's virtually untradeable right you you can't trade him and have him cost 35 million against your cap for him not to play for your team like i just don't think it's realistic that that happens i think i think if if he does play for him this year, I think he's gone next year. I think he gets traded. He gets a couple first-round picks, rebuild, start with Jordan Love, et cetera. But I do think he plays for the Packers this year because I think he's untradeable. Um, I don't think the Packers can trade him or will. I think they'll play hardball with him and say, okay, if you're done, go. Right? If he if he retires, he gives back $50 million, and he doesn't make his $30 million this year. Or he gives back like $20 million, He doesn't make his 30 this year. Right? So if the Packers call his bluff, they say, hey, if you're, you know, you're not going to play for us. You're not going to play for anyone. Go retire. Make him give up $50 million. Um, he does have a lot of money, but $50 million st- still $50 million. Um, so I think, I think a lot of this is going to get worked out this summer. I think they're going to go back and forth. I think he's going to come play for the Packers this year. They'll restructure his contract where he gets paid a lot of money this year. They still have an out next year is kind of how I envision it going. The rumors are that the Packers already offered to make him the highest paid quarterback in the NFL this year. Um, and he turned it down. And my guess is because they still had an out after next year where they could either cut him or trade him, and he wanted more guarantees than that. So I think it's going to go back and forth. I personally think he's going to play for the Packers. I don't see them trading him this year. I do see them trading him next year if they possibly can. Analytical. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, from, from the Packers' perspective, why would you? That's the easiest way to get fired if you're the GM, right? You get the fan base, you get the fan base pissed at you. If Jordan Love sucks, now you mess up on your quarterback and you traded away your MVP. As an as a GM, you're not going to do that because right now, and I, it's really funny um, looking at kind of you know people put out polls. Are you on as a Packers fan? Are you on Pack, uh, Rogers side or the Packers side? And Rogers is losing the public media battle. Right, <laughs> most Packers fans are picking the Packers over Rogers. So it'll be interesting to see if you're the GM and you're looking at it as like I want to keep my job. I'm not going to trade away Rogers. And if Rogers says f you to the team, then then Rodgers does that, and the Packers fan will, will, you know, will dislike him for that reason. But uh, yeah, I don't think he can be traded this year. I'll touch on this. I guess there was one thing that they could have done last year, maybe to help help him out. 
Were there, weren't there rumors they were going to trade for Will Fuller, the wide receiver from the Texans? There's like a yeah. big. They could be getting him to, to tandem with Devontae Parker or Devontae uh, uh, Adams. I mean, that would have been a hell of a tandem. I'm not going to lie about that. It, 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 there were a lot of rumors. Um, the Packers came out and said that they made an offer. Uh, I think they offered a third round, and the Texans either wanted a second or a first. Um, so it, it just didn't work out. They said, you know, because because Will Fuller was going to be a free agent after the year, so you only had eight games of control basically. And the other problem with that is, luckily, they didn't trade for him because he got smacked with the PEDs two weeks later. So it would have been a heck of a trade for that. Um, but uh, yeah, I so there, I think there's stuff they could have. There's always stuff they could have done, right? Like every team wants to trade for this player, right? Now they're talking about like, oh, how can we fit in Julio Jones? Probably not possible with the cap space, right? But there's always stuff as fans you want to do. But if you're really building a team, it's not fantasy football, right? You can't just say like, oh, I'm going to trade for Will Fuller because I want to, right? The cap was tough, injury history, plus they were asking for a second round pick. Um, but I, I, I think if you're if you're from if you're Rogers this year, I think you look at the draft and you said. Hey, I think this team really helped me. They got a slot guy and Amari Rogers from Clemson. They helped out the defense, which got torched by Tom Brady. Um, I think the Packers secondary should be one of the best in the NFL next year. They return three of three very good players in Jair Alexander, Adrian Amos, um, Darnell Savage, and then you draft uh, Eric Stokes in the first round. So I think they're. I think. I think they did what they can to help him if he's still pissed, but I, I actually am pretty optimistic about the Packers roster going forward. If Rogers is on the team. Big if. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I think again, if Rogers is there again, top, top team in the NFC for sure. Uh, but Ken, again, thank you uh, for joining us. Uh, we're almost, almost to an hour here. Uh, just touch a little bit more on symbol and you know, how, how people can find you. Yeah, absolutely. So website, www.symbol.app. It's a mobile website. It's uh, on your desktop. Um, at Symbol Exchange on Twitter, give us a follow. Um, you can reach out to us on our website or on Twitter or uh, customer-service at symbol.app is our email. You can find it on the website. Shoot us any questions you have about how the market works, how you make money. Uh, we have tutorials on the site, um, but we'd happy to hear from you. Happy to hear any feedback on the concept, how it works. Um, and looking forward to get a lot more of your audience uh, uh, in the site because it is really uh, exciting. It'd be a, it'd be a fun way to, you know, if a lot of your audience gets into site, fun way to talk about doing a weekly bull report during the season, um, a way for you guys to connect with your audience in a really fun way. Um, we have a, a new feature on our website called teammates where you can add different people, see their portfolio, see who they're trading, see who they're buying and selling. Um, so it'd be a fun way. I know Mark's on this site. You can uh, team up with Mark to see how many buck shares he actually owns. Uh, but yeah, it's a fun platform. And I appreciate you guys having me on. This is a lot of fun. I love just shooting the shit, talking football. Um, you know, a lot of Packers stuff. Cause that's, you know, like we said, we talk about what we're passionate about, passionate about the Packers. Uh, but I do appreciate you guys having me on for an hour. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, no problem. Again, guys, you heard it there. Uh, go sign up. You know, if you if you haven't already, you know, hit the uh, the Real Bucks Talk uh, promo code and you get ten dollars right away uh, to use. So, uh, again, it's uh, just a really fun concept. And guys, I hope you uh, enjoy it for uh, this season coming up. Awesome. Appreciate it, guys. Have a good rest of your show. All right. Take care. See you, Kenneth. Yeah, awesome concept, awesome idea, and it's only getting bigger and bigger as as he's going through. I mean, the NFL, NBA, and MLB, and he's going to join it, all these other college football. And he, I mean, this is crazy. I think it's an awesome idea either way. I mean, whether you are not a football fan or not, or you are, I mean, you you kind of draw to it. 
me to, I was like, Holy, is this a scam? And I looked into it. I was like, no, it's not like literally more people are going into it even more and more. And it's getting bigger. And it's, it's almost like something where you want to join the ship and just expand this. Cause it's, it is a hell of a cool idea. Yeah. It's just fun. It's interactive. It's yeah. It's just, uh, it's something to be a part of. And again, it's emotional attachment. Like we were talking about earlier and you know, it's your favorite team. So that that's, uh, that's awesome. I mean, you can follow them. It's it's year round, so it's kind of like what we do here on the podcast. Yeah. It's year round coverage of the Bucks, but now you can make some money off of it, you know, potentially, and you know, you can trade teams if you feel the team's not going anywhere. Like you know, if the Bucks, you know, start going down the the wrong way after Tom Brady leaves, and you want to trade them, you can. So, you know, it's just it's just fun, um, and moves impact everything. Like. You know, trading Julio Jones, that's going to impact the Falcons. It's going to impact the team he goes to. So it's just cool to uh, to see how the market changes weekly. Well, touch on that, plus Julio Jones, yeah. literally eight hours ago. I'm out of here. So yeah, it's crazy. Probably the top three wide receiver, if not top two wide receiver in the league, saying I'm out of the NFC South. Uh, Matt Ryan, just throw to your new favorite target, probably Kyle Pitts and Calvin Ridley. Good luck. So how do you feel about that? If he's literally out, it's pretty much another one that's been, I guess, written behind the scenes or just it was going to happen. What's, yeah. yeah what, apparently, you what happens? Yeah. Apparently, you know, Julio came came to management and asked for a trade. And, you know, yeah, I don't know how it's going to work out. Again, I think the Falcons are probably waiting to see, you know, once they get past like the June uh, first or whatever it is for the the money and the salary cap situation. Uh, so they're probably waiting, but obviously they're requesting a first round pick, Yeah. Uh, but you know, teams might not want to give that up. So it, it could be a waiting game. Uh, it'll just be interesting to see, you know, how long this takes to, uh, to take place and who are the suitors. You know, you look at, you know, teams that could use a receiver, you look at Indianapolis Colts, you look at, you know, the, the Titans are right there. Titans, Titans are a betting favorite to trade for Julio Jones. Yeah, Titans would make a lot of sense. Um, again, adding him with AJ Brown, I think that'd be really fun. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it just makes the the off season more wild uh, because of Julio. Is Julio leaving make Calvin really a monster in fantasy this year? Well, Calvin's a really good player too. So yeah, I mean, definitely he would get more targets and more reps. Um, and then you know, obviously adding Kyle Pitts, that's going to take off coverage. So yeah. I mean, sure. I think he could be definitely a, a guy to select. I think Kyle Pitts would be happy for Julio Jones leaving. I, I know, like Julio Jones leaving, he's one of the best in the league. His injuries, almost year after year now, even though he is the best, like right. wide receiver, like in the league, he pretty much is. Mm-hmm. Statistically, he can do some things that are insane. It's just can he stay on the field? Right. Kyle Pitts, can you can move him anywhere, and now tag team him with Calvin Ridley and Justin Gage is another dude that's really good. And I think he's just been behind a shadow for so long. Mm-hmm. He's shiftier than most of these guys. I, I'm yeah. Russell Gage. Yep. Hey, Russell Gage. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, a lot of the things they can do, there's still, there's still going to be a scary offense, whether he's there or not there. Yeah. Maybe people think, Oh, they're going to crumble because they lose the best wide receiver. No, they're still loaded on offense. They got a young offensive line. that's only going to mature and get better. They invested heavily in that. It's giving Matt Ryan time to throw. I mean, I still think they they are going to be dangerous. We touched on that earlier. Julio Jones, where does he go? I mean, if, 
the Titans would be a good option. I mean, mm-hmm. they need a receiver just for Tannehill to throw deep too. What do you think about that? No, I agree. I think Titans would be really fun. Uh, that would be a good offense for him. Again, it's a play action offense. It would work, you know, it would favor his type of skill set. So, yeah, I would be all about it. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see what the Falcons do if they can get, you know, uh, picks back or if they look for players, you know, players and picks maybe. Uh, but still a really good offense, like you said, without Julio. I think their problem is defense. I don't think they'll be able to stop anybody. I'm still worried about their pass rush and their secondary is very young. And I don't think it's really good because they lost, you know, safety, veteran safety. Um, yeah. Yep. Keanu Neal. And I think they lost uh, uh, crazy Demonte crazy uh, as well. So there's just, they're hurting on one side of the ball. I, I think they'll be still be able to score like 25, 26 points per game, but they're going to be giving up like 35 and it's going to be a problem. So. Yeah. So where is it? German English said is Kyle Pitts going to play tight end and wide receiver. I think he can play anywhere. Yeah. He won't be, in, he won't be in line very much. He won't be on the line. Uh, he's not going to be asked to block. Uh, so, I mean, he'll be going out for passes. Especially if Julio Jones is gone. You're, you want to use that guy. Yeah, you may put him in there just as a decoy, but he's still going out. Majority of the time, it'll probably be like 75, 25 that he's going out instead of blocking. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess let's keep let's go on to old Tom Brady getting the band back together. Let's check this out. He's already throwing to his boys. Tom Brady working out with several teammates, Tim Bay already, including new running back Gio Bernard, Ronald Jones, wide receiver Justin Watson. Bucks fan favorite right there. Uh <laughs> Wide receiver Chris Godwin, tight end Cambry, tight end Gronkowski, backup Ryan Griffin, and Blaine Gabbert. So, I mean, just check out some of the pictures here. It's kind of cool on his Instagram. I'm throwing to the guys. Football is just around the corner. No, it's not. <laughs> but it's cool to see them out there practicing, getting real. They want to go for that second in a row, which would be insane as us as Buck fans. But what do you think about seeing all this? Yeah, no, it's expected. You know, I, I was – I was sure that Tom Brady was going to get his team together and work out and, and get ready for, you know, the mandatory um, OTAs that are coming up. So not surprised. Uh, this is what Tom Brady does. He gets his teammates involved, gets them together and, you know, makes the best of it. So the guys just getting in shape, working on routes and stuff, throwing the football, all that good stuff that we saw last year at, at um, Berkeley prep, I believe it was. And yeah, so really good stuff. Yeah, let's get serious. It looks like they were at what the Yankees facility. Yeah, yeah they were right next to Raymond James. Um, so yeah, Yankees facility working out. Damn, smart people. It's just so it's like right there. I, I, I'll be honest. I cannot wait to see him play live. Cannot wait. I mean, this yeah. is this is gonna be awesome. I mean, last yeah, year it's, it's a crapshoot because of damn Corona. Correct. And now we. COVID. Yeah. Now, now everything's going to be it's starting off with a bang. Let's put it that way. Yeah, it should be electric. Uh, again, seeing you know the Buccaneers, you know, being back at Ray J and seeing the Bucks live, and yeah, it's going to be really fun. Uh, you know, be with a full stadium. It's going to be different. I'm going to have to adjust to it because just being around that many people is going to be weird. But I think I'll be okay once uh, kickoff starts. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean seeing a great like Tom Brady, that's going to be very special. Um, you know, I was fortunate enough to see Michael Jordan live play 
uh that was special again i was only like five six years old but again that was uh that was really cool so you don't really get to see legends like that obviously we got to got to see legends of the buccaneers like warren Sapp, simeon yeah. rice john lynch Derek brooks those were the good days i mean so yeah i mean seeing a guy like tom brady uh in action that's gonna be very cool yeah, that's funny. German English again here says, where's OJ? I mean, maybe he's still recovering with it from his Achilles. I mean, yeah. he should be that too much. Yeah, he should be back for mandatory OTAs. That's what Bruce Arians said. So he's he's very close. How long is that? Uh, the OTAs? Yeah. Uh, no, I as long as the mandatory. Uh, uh, I think the mandatory starts on like June, I want to say 4th. It's in a couple. It's not too far away. So it's like, I think the fifth through the seventh, maybe or something like that. Well, then I agree with you. Where the hell's OJ? <laughs> it's, it's coming up. So. And then Ken Smith said, what's going on with the AB situation? I mean, they're uh, talking about, he had that knee procedure. Yeah. He's, he's uh, rehabbing uh, again. He's, he's going to be good to go in like two weeks. So once he's healthy, they're going to sign the contract and make it official. And think of it. Same thing we were mentioning for like almost an hour about with Kenneth, Kenneth uh, Giles. What's going on with AB? I mean, do you want to invest in a guy that potentially, okay, now his knee's not going to be available and you're going to sit him for eight weeks, but you're going to pay him for that? I, I wouldn't want to do that. I mean, considering we still, I know we're loaded and wide receiver, but still, mm-hmm. this is a guy that you're going to be depending on for probably one of your top three wide receivers. I'd want him on the field, not just sitting the bench. So, Hey, the, the money the money is there, but they they are uptight right now because there's not much money. <laughs> so I understand the reasoning. They're doing business decisions right now. They don't necessarily need AB, so they're they're playing their hand for that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, good question. How do y'all feel about Jalen Darden? Yeah, we feel pretty good. Again, if you haven't already, go check out our YouTube video on Jalen Darden. It's right up on our channel. Uh, you can find it there, you know, hit the subscribe button if you haven't. So yeah, we feel pretty good about Jalen Darden. He's a, a different type of receiver that we haven't had here in Buccaneers, really Buccaneers history in a while. We haven't had a guy like this before. So it's going to be really fun to see him. If he does get on the field, obviously he's going to be, you know, special teams. That's going to be his main goal right now. Uh, so it should be fun to, to see what he can do with the return game because that has been very poor. I mean, we haven't had a good return oh, yeah. since Michael Spurlock. And that seems like ages even, ago. Wasn't even that good. He had the first ever kickoff return, but as a punt return, he wasn't that great. He was consistent. He was good. I, I thought he was decent. Again, he made Clifton big plays. Good. Clifton That's Smith good. was good. I, I thought Spurlock again, he did his job and he was, he was pretty good. Talking way back. Carl Williams. Carl Williams was probably the best. He was the right. Best. Punt returner, he made a lot of things happen. All right. So, I mean, I agree with you. Like, his make you miss ability, that's almost picture perfect for a punt returner. Something that can, you can be dangerous. Oh, I like that poster you got in the background, the Super Bowl champs, speaking of them. But, like, yeah, my big head blocks the, uh, <laughs> the Super Bowl trophy, and I got like another picture over there. So, I got my master's degree and my bachelor's and all that. So, looking real nice. Yeah. I mean, like you were just saying, like, Darden. I like his ability. A lot of a lot of the, the I guess Buccaneer outlets didn't like it because it doesn't fit our system. I I don't know where they can. I think a lot of people are entitled and wanting it to be their way and only their way instead of seeing a guy for what he can bring to the the team. Mm-hmm. 
and hell, he's not going to be, yeah, Mike Evans. He's not going to be asked to do what Chris Godwin does in the slot. Is Scotty Miller ever asked to do that? Hell no. Hmm. He's going to be what Scotty Miller is, an outside receiver. Get him the ball in space and let him go. I mean, I don't know why so many people want it their way or no way. And then they get mad about it. So what does he do? He makes people miss. He has electric speed stop-start ability, which is insane. And if we do some of those little quick screens like we did to Chris Godwin, Scotty Miller, is the ways you can use this dude, insane. I, I mean, you're not going to use him a lot because of all the guys in front of him. But this is, again, moving towards the future. How, how else can we use him? And especially in the return game, I think that's going to be awesome. Carl yeah. yeah, I would agree with that. Again, Darden is, is a guy you just – get the ball and he can make things happen. It could be a one yard catch and he turns it into 50. So that's really where the difference between him and Scotty Miller is. Yeah. Darden has great speed, so he can win in a, in a multiple ways. You know, Scotty Miller, he just runs right by you. And he's going to catch the long ball. That's, that's his style. And we showed it in the, in the film study. If you all want to check that out, if you haven't seen it yet, he's not just a speed guy. He's not just a go off the cuff. Like how Kadarius Tony did a lot of off the cuff kind of stuff, like just freelance. Oh, I'm just going to do this a million times juke move. And then I'm going to be open. Darden. No, they literally great route runner as well. Like he knows how to stack the cornerback. He knows how to stutter stop. He can do, he can run an out route. He can teach Justin Watson that uh, it, he's, he knows about the game. He's looking more into the game instead of just his physical traits that he has, not just a speed guy. So I really like that about him as well. So, yeah, I like it. I like the pick, and they traded up for him. So obviously the Bucks like him. Mm-hmm. Another good question: Can y'all imagine three tight end sets in the red zone? <laughs> yeah, we did that early on. <laughs> yeah, it's it's gonna be there, you know. Especially if OJ's healthy, it just gives more versatility uh, for Gronk and Cam Brate, you know, being the the three tight ends. So yeah, it, it's gonna happen, um, and hopefully they all stay healthy. Please, I mean, it it would be insane. Imagine now Gronk. Full speed. There's no, I have to get used to this offense. I have to get my legs under me. Get used to this heat. Oh, he's used to everything. He's already training now. You just saw those pictures. And then now OJ, what do I say? No, I was just going to say Gronk is, yeah. is fully healthy. Like he's, yeah. he's full go. Uh, he's like the Gronk of old now. So yeah, very impressive tight end room. And, no and OJ there. still young legs. Yeah, he had his Achilles injury he's coming back from, but. That dude is insane. And then Cam Brate is a third. Holy hell. Like, let it do it. Let it be. Let it be. It's going to be a, a beautiful thing. That's, that's all I'm going to say. We, we, we were calling for it over and over and over again early on. Then OJ got hurt. And it seemed like they were starting to do that more often. Mm-hmm. But, God, so many people were more scared about our wide receivers and our defense. Imagine our t- tight ends. We could literally win a game strictly and – I got 13 personnel. Oh, Instinct. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Again, it's yeah, the Buccaneers are stacked. It's a it's a it's a roster that it has been built very well. Credit to Jason Light and his staff. Uh so yeah, I mean, I can't wait for everything to get rolling here as we get into OTAs. You're gonna get closer to training camp. Uh real Bucks talk. We got a lot of stuff going on for you guys coming out soon. So we're gonna dive into you know, player highlights from last year really give, you know, more player analysis as far as the team um, from the 2020 season. Uh, we got just a, a lot of things going on. Um, 
we're going to finish up the draft class. Uh, we got the last uh, draft pick uh, coming out soon and Chris Wilcox. So we'll have that coming up. Uh, and then, yeah, just some more, you know, film studies along the way, uh, maybe a, another Kyle Trask video. So, <laughs> you know, it, it's going to be, it's going to be very fun off season as we continue uh, into training camp and into the preseason where, man, that, but then we really get going because we have, film studies of the game and like who we thought were good and stuff like that. So really, really exciting times. Oh yeah. I can't wait. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. Then uh, Devin white running against wide receivers. Yeah. He ran a four, three, seven on damn concrete. Insane. Devin white is just, he's a unicorn. We can't explain it. Um, I don't know why me and Mark fought that pick forever, but glad he's on the Buccaneers and uh, man, he's really made us look, I guess, smart now i don't know <laughs> probably the opposite probably made us look dumb but he's doing a great job of it and uh I'm happy i'm happy to improve yeah. wrong. 10 times out of 10 if we're winning right yeah exactly oh, yeah. ride uh, that force all around <laughs> yeah so guys we're uh running over an hour here i think we're gonna close it out but again if you're if you're just joining us you know be sure to to re-watch it a lot of great stuff from our our guests uh kenneth uh giles from symbol uh, he talked about the uh, the website, how you can sign up, you know, what goes into the stocks and and all the things that they got going on there. Uh, it's really cool. Uh, they have all sorts of sports now. It's MLB, NBA, NFL. They're going to add NHL coming down the, the pipeline, maybe college football. So a lot of good stuff from Symbol. And if you haven't signed up, go and sign up right now. Hit that promo code RealBuckStock. Type that in. And you get $10 right away uh, by signing up. So it's really cool and it's just a great thing to be a part of. Absolutely. And guys, again, thank you in the chat. You guys were asking good questions all about it. I mean, it was a funner show. Like, it was just going over our sponsor, different topics. Mm-hmm. And now guess what? You guys can go enjoy the lightning. Hopefully they're, they can come back. They're down 3-1 right now. But on that, guys, great show. Thank you for always being a part of it. With that said, until next Monday. All right, guys. Yep. Next Monday. See ya.